Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle, the lifestyle, our, our lifestyle. lifestyle. So what's been going on with you? Man, nothing, man. Just enjoying this retirement, man, and uh, going into new ventures, man, uh, I'm very excited about, man, and very proud of, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of shit on the floor. You got your own thing that you're doing that I'm going to assist on. You can yeah. play the lead on this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which means I will ultimately be a, like an employee for you? Uh, no, all I-9s. You will be a contractor. Okay, okay. I'll just, <laughs> you hey, pay your own taxes yeah, yeah anybody yeah. who come through those doors i won't be we'll discuss that later but uh yeah so you got a word i do got a word it's a transplant to bring or move a family or colony from one country region to another for settlement or to relocate what about you i actually had a book right okay. but then i'm keeping that book and i'm gonna use that book for another episode because i have a documentary that i feel like people should watch what is that and that documentary is quiet storm about ryan artest it's a showtime documentary this is not an ad. This is just a great documentary. It actually shows that a successful black man who had his father in his life, you know what I'm saying? But it also shows the struggle of coming from the projects and dealing with things that that, that people would say is mental health issues, man. Like that dope ass story, bro. Just, yeah. I'm know, actually looking forward to watching that because yeah. I had heard him talking about it. And, uh, you know. When it comes to sports, especially basketball, because you can see the pro athlete when playing basketball, people think they know these people and stuff like that. But you you don't know anyone until you hear their story. And uh, it's never um, more amazing when you hear somebody's story and they prevail. But you also hear some of these stories and say, yeah, man, some people just don't make it from that. Yeah, you feel and, they made it that. And, and during watching that uh, documentary, I sat and I realized that, man, God damn, Queens put out some of the best, if not the best hip hop artists in the world. I bet you if you add up all the record sales in Queens, bro, they sold more than anybody, bro. No, not the Midwest. The Midwest has sold I'm more records. Queens, Queens. No, yeah. And I'm telling you, just said if you add up, and we talking about hip hop, if you add up all the records sold in Queens. Yeah, run DMC. 50 Cent, 50 Onyx. Cent, Onyx. Uh, Mob D, Tribe Called Quest, Tribe Bro, Call we Quest. can go on. Yeah, bro. we can go on, but I bet you the Midwest has sold more because we, we're just looking into it. We're yeah. just looking into it. Okay, today I'm when going we leave, Midwest, we leave. I'm saying Queens. I'm okay, saying so you saying Queens sold the most records in hip hop history? Yes, yeah. I'm okay. saying that. I'm, yeah. I'm saying that. <laughs> okay, yes, well I'm you go that. go ahead and calculate that, and yeah, yeah, yeah I just I'm figure it out. I don't believe that that's true. No, you already picked the Midwest. It don't matter what you believe. Yeah, you are on the side of the bet. You got the Midwest. I got Queens. I'm on the winning side of the bet. Okay. 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 We ain't even got a uh, no, dog, because I think you mistaken, right? Because you go say 50 Cent sold how many uh, albums? Just I'm going to add it up, and I'm going to see how many albums were sold between the two places. I'm not going to say well, Is it a year span? What? Like, it got to be some... Okay. Hip-hop. Hip-hop. Okay. In okay. hip-hop. The Midwest Queens has sold has more sold, records okay. in hip-hop I don't, than any we're going place to see. in America. We're going to see. Okay. Tonight. Okay. <laughs> Tonight. Go. Tonight. Go. So why was Transplant your word? Ah, uh, man, because we got a, a guest today. His name uh, is Buddy, and he's from Detroit and Atlanta. So one of those places he had to be a transplant. So go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, bro. Hey, what's going on, y'all? My name Buddy. Um, yeah, I was a transplant for real. <laughs> yeah. So you was transplanted to where? From where? 
I was transparent. I was moved. I moved to Georgia. Yeah. Uh, when I was eight, but I was born in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember life growing up before you moved to Georgia? Like, where, where were you at in the D before you left to uh, go to Georgia? Uh, we was on the east side. Uh, yeah, I stayed on Eight Mile and Row. I spent most of my time on Orleans and Seven Mile. Yeah, that's deep east. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what what prompted the move? You know the regular story. Parents got a divorce. It's not regular, but <laughs> I mean it's normal for it. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying. It's not as normal as you think. You well, feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. we, because people put that narrative out there so easily. You know the regular story. My parents got divorced. Everybody parents don't get divorced. Some people move because dad got a new job and the whole family came with him. So the more we de regular <laughs> this these these narratives that they now push on normal, us, yeah. yeah, that's that's actually not as normal as you think. It's probably as many divorced people as it is married people who move for a better life. But your parents got divorced, yeah. So who did you go with, mom or dad? Mom Dukes. Yeah, yeah, you feel what I'm saying. So at that time, like, how did that affect you? Being that it was a divorce and y'all moved so far away because Georgia is just so far away from Michigan, especially I mean, to an eight year old kid. Like, hell yeah. I mean, at the time, I ain't really realized how much it affected me. I'm, yeah, I'm just now realizing, like you said, like this stuff ain't normal. Yeah. Some of the stuff I done been through already, you know what I'm saying, at such a young age. But at the same time, like, um, it was definitely different because I had no family in Georgia. Just, oh, so y'all just moved down there? Yeah. My dude just was like, well, you know, Georgia might be the place. <laughs> <laughs> she picked up, we dipped, probably the best thing she ever did for us, though. Yeah. And how, uh, when you say us, how many siblings did you have? At the time, I had two siblings. Right now, it's, you know, it's five of us. Yeah. Where you fall in line at? Uh, I'm the second oldest. Yeah, okay. So what, you got an older brother or sister? Older sister. Okay. So how much older? Uh, Four years. Oh, okay. So oh, so she was going into her teenage years during this transition. Yeah. So it so probably was harder on her. Super hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, just because, uh, well, she, what y'all, she was probably about to be in ninth grade. Probably yeah, she, had her life planned out. I'm going to probably, this high it school. It probably was like the summer of uh, her about to go to eighth grade, actually. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, because 12 to 13. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't really know how she felt at the time because I was so young. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just remember the effects of it. Like, um, you know, girls are kind of social at that age where they have these friends that become their friends for long periods of time. Yeah. She didn't have that. So then there would be times she'd come home, she'd be upset. Like, I don't got no damn friends here. It's just I got to watch y'all while she go to work. You know what I'm saying? That type of stuff. So I've seen those effects. Yeah. But again, I ain't really know what the hell was going on. Yeah, yeah. So what part of Georgia did y'all end up in? Uh, first, we moved to a place called East Point. That's Zone 3. Um mm-hmm. Then we moved to a place where I spent most of my life. It's Clayton County. It's the South Clayco. Side. Yeah. That is so fucking crazy because when listening, we listening to your, your music, music, I said he from the South Side. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I said he from the South Side. You know what I'm saying? And you actually mentioned some of those people who uh, some of the uh, bigger artists from the South Side actually mentioned. Uh, so I'm like, damn, do you know these niggas? Like, like uh, the South Side is the South Side, and it's probably big. So, like, what actual neighborhood in the South Side? All right. So I'm from Riverdale, like. When we moved there, the first neighborhood we stayed in was Riverdale. Yeah. Um, of course, Waka Flocka is from that neighborhood. Not not the neighborhood I grew up in, but he's from that area. Like, yeah. Which is just like when you go to um, Redford yeah. in the Southfield, you cross the street, but you in Redford, you cross the street. Yeah. It's the same way. You just got like the dudes that Flocka was banging with over here, and you got another set of dudes that was banging on our side of the street. Yeah. I ain't following none of that because <laughs> I'm, I'm following behind my sister. Wherever she go, I got to go with her so yeah. she can watch me. Her friend stayed on the side that Flocka and them from. Yeah. So I knew a lot of them guys, and I got to go back home to the <laughs> other side. So yeah. I just was known for playing basketball. Yeah. But I, that's that's where I'm from, out there in uh, Clayton County, Riverdale. But I just stayed all over Clayton County at this point. Yeah. But I, yeah. in the song, I mentioned it, um, 8050 Taylor Road. That's uh, yeah. that's 
address to the first apartment complex we stayed in, the first one we got kicked out of for, because of me. <laughs> yeah, well, and, now, now, is that an apartment complex or is that the projects? No, it's, a, it's an apartment complex that was like, when we first went to visit it, yeah. shit was nice. And then <laughs> uh, Katrina hit. Oh, and all and, the New Orleans Yeah, I didn't want to diss under my New Orleans people, but shit got crazy when they came out there. You know, That's because a lot of people don't know because New Orleans got that 90-day murder. And that uh, what I mean by that 90-day murder is if, if they don't uh, get it popping in 90 days, you get out of jail. And they thought that everywhere, they thought everywhere had that 90-day murder. <laughs> so they was going running wild, running yeah. wild because they thought that it was the same type of court system, which right. they found out it wasn't. You know oh, no, that was, and that was a wild summer. For Atlanta period when they first came out there. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah. Shit, y'all heard that too. That's why Dog got caught with all them fucking guns. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a wild summer and you got to preserve yourself. And then it kind of turned into like a war. Like we got to hold this down for us because this mm-hmm. is where we're from. And I heard like one of them niggas who we listened to with the music. That's actually how he got his his stripes and his yeah. name. And it's like who held down <laughs> the city when New Orleans was coming. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, shit, in reality, like these is all project niggas getting scattered throughout the mm-hmm. country and they only know or portray to know one thing so they got to see if we can get it popping here you feel what i'm saying so that that would be wild they didn't make it up here with that shit but we ain't that close you feel what i'm saying yeah, so no, they right they was right around the corner from yeah us. i mean shit just a bus ride niggas just jumping i mean the shit was crazy niggas just jumping on the bus i'm going to this bus going to houston this bus going to you might get on a different bus than your family and be like wait a minute they always parked at the same place but so how did that affect you though how did that summer affect you? I mean, that summer was wild. I just seen a, um, I already was seeing my share of gang violence pretty much yeah. from two different sides of the street. And I knew these dudes and we started losing dudes every year as we, at school progress. Yeah. We go from middle school to high school and you start losing people that you hoop with, play, get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when these New Orleans dudes came around, shit just got 10 times worse. And for me, it was just a matter of Shit, just trying to make it back to the crib. <laughs> every day. Right, every day. Way. Now, you mentioned basketball. Did you play basketball in high school? I ain't played for no school. I just more so was like the kid that would come be skipping class and coming to y'all gym class and bust everybody ass. And then they'd be like, why you ain't trying for the team? Like, I don't really want to be at school. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And that just, required yeah. me going to school, playing yeah. for the team. But uh, why not, though? Like, at that point, school could have uh, possibly changed your life, like put you on a different trajectory. I mean, at that time, like I said, we we stayed in this neighborhood. I got us kicked out the neighborhood right when I'm about to go to high school. Yeah. We get kicked out there. So we got to move to the other side of Clayton County. I don't know nobody. So then it's all like a whole repeat of us moving from Detroit to right, south. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know nobody. So I ain't even really want to. I, I, I got to ask, bro. What, what the fuck you do? Like, what was you <laughs> doing? What did I do to get kicked out yeah, the neighborhood? Yeah. All right. So we had this this lady that would watch the pool during the summer. Yeah. You had to be 18 or older to be in there by yourself, or you had to have some uh, older sibling or something watch you. The person can only watch two kids. Yeah. So I got a younger sister. At the time, she was on the OB side. She was yeah. a little chubby kid. She goes to the pool with one of my sister's best friends. The lady cussed my little sister out, calling her all kind of bees and fat this, fat that. So my little sister and the other kids from the pool came and got me. I'm on the other side of the gate from the pool playing basketball with my friends. And everybody know I was a hothead. Like, I ain't give a damn if you was somebody, grandma, auntie, whatever. If it came to my sisters, I'm riding. Yeah. Right, right. So Which not, isn't wrong. Yeah, but I just approached the shit wrong because I went in there and cussed the lady out. And uh, she went and told the office. The office called my mom. 
She definitely ain't telling what she did because it ain't even matter. They just was tired of me. Like I used to just be doing shit in the neighborhood. Oh, you just thugging in the neighborhood. They wasn't even like no thugging. It was just bad kid shit. Like we had bushes in the front of the neighborhood. I hide behind the bushes in the front of the neighborhood, close to the main street, and just be launching rocks over that shit, (laughs) like trying to hear the cars don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Just being a kid, trying to make the best of our situation. You know what I'm saying? But at that time, I picked the wrong day to cuss out the pool lady. You know what I'm saying? And then they ain't make it better that I got one of those moms that's like. You wrong as hell. I'm a discipline you at the crib, but she wrong as hell for talking to my child like that. So then she go down there to the office and follow up what I already done put on, and shit. Time to go. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so when y'all move uh, from there, what what part of the city? You say you ended up in Clayton County still, but what was the difference? Because you, how far was it away that you didn't know nobody that you? Okay, couldn't? so like I said, um, Riverdale, kind of like it got its own. It's like it's like moving from the east side. To the west side, you know, how on the east side they got their own lingo. They got their yeah, right. what do they do stuff. That's how it is in Riverdale. Like when you stay in Riverdale, this is basically the, I ain't gonna say the slums, but this is where everybody is kind of rugged, tough. Yeah, I moved to the other side of Clayton County, which was Jonesboro area, and I went to a school called Monday's Mill, where these kids wasn't so much like that. Everybody was kind of like listening to Pharrell skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was laid just a back. You know, culture saying? shock. Yeah, so this wasn't really my scene. I had to get. Back used to it, and all these people and grew up with each other. Yeah, I ain't so, know, I ain't know none of them. Yeah, so. and you ain't skateboarding, nigga. They like get yeah. this weirdo out of here. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, the regular nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get the well skateboarding regular for some. So how did you get in the music? Well, I, I always been in the music, but like my my mom and my stepdad was pastors. Yeah, so they had like a rule in the crib like you got to go to church and you got to participate. <laughs> so of course I ain't no person to be all in the uh, choir or I ain't trying to be an usher for the church or whatever. So it was some guys, um, the pastor's son and another guy, they had started a rap group for church. They made yeah. them start a rap group. So I got in the rap group because my mom made me get in the rap group. Yeah. So from there I had a love for music because I seen what it did to the people. Like, you know what I'm saying? It energized the people, but at the same time, I knew I didn't want to make Christian rap. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So from there I just never told nobody I wanted to make music because I felt like they're going to try to make me do some church stuff. Yeah. So from there I went to high school. I mean, I went to college. Uh, when I got to college, one of my homeboys had the uh, T-Pain app on his phone. And, like, uh, me and my mom had fell out before I went to college, so I was just there. And they would go home for the holidays. So now he just switched phones to another iPhone. I just took this phone to my room while they go home for the holidays. I done made a whole mixtape off the T-Pain app just yeah. playing around. Get a nigga's phone back. I come back, like, three hours later, these niggas bumping it like it's Jeezy or something. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to fuck with music. Yeah. But from there, I still ain't never take it serious. Yeah, what got, college did you go to? Uh, it's called Middle Georgia College. Um, right now, they didn't turn into a university, but at the time, yeah. it was a community college in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and it was the only college I knew that you can, it can be a community college, but you can stay on campus yeah, two yeah. hours away from the crib. So shit, I was with it. Yeah, what, okay. what was you looking to study in college? First, I was studying business because um, I've always been into that too. My my goal when I was younger was just to open up a sneaker store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when I got there and got around all these other guys that had all these other ideas and they was putting me up on game, I was going to the number one school for air traffic control. Yeah, that's why I heard of that shit. I'm yeah, like, I yeah. heard of that before. Yeah, because yeah, they recently, like, I think in the last couple of years, was they in the NCAA tournament or some shit? They, it was yeah. a big deal, but they, they just, was like a trash-ass seed, but, like, it, they never had been. Yeah, they just had became a, a university, period. Yeah. So then they was doing kind of good, in, you know what I'm saying, in the collegiate level. Yeah. But at the time, this shit was just a community college with hella locals running around that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> locals at college will fuck you up. Man, I'm saying it, it, it'll get you fucked up because yeah, you like yeah, you don't know who is yeah, who. Yeah, who who and they like, oh no, this this shit be cracking over here. You like, my nigga, you no, live around man. here. <laughs> I'd have been to some shit where like they had a whole club called Hole in the Wall. <laughs> And that like, explains it. You know what I'm saying? We go in that bitch, and this girl's in that motherfucker with just straight lingerie on. Yeah. Like, so I'm thinking, oh, shit, I ain't never seen no shit like this. Yeah. You try to dance with one of them, like, they uncle, they brother, and they boyfriend right here ready to beat your ass. <laughs> crazy shit. Country yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. The whole of the war. So once you get to college, you uh, discover that it's that, that this, what the school is known for, that you want to switch what you're doing? Yeah, I, I definitely switch. I switched to air traffic control, but I didn't get to finish, though. I uh, got in trouble for underage drinking. Which I think everybody does in college, but we just got caught doing it. So. Yeah, and they kick you out because the rule of thumb in college is no matter how old you are, the youngest person in the room sets the age limit. So yeah. we could be 22, but if he 18, then we can't drink in there because the room is 18. You know what I'm saying? So you got yeah, kicked out of college. Yeah, yeah, yep. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. I, I it, was, it, that's if you live on campus. These are like dorm rooms. Oh, okay. You, okay. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, you ain't supposed to have no alcohol on campus premises. Yeah. But yeah, I was the youngest one in the room. So <laughs> So what, they kicked you out? Shit, not only did they kick me out, they locked me up in front of the whole school. Under, Georgia drink. is fucking nuts, <laughs> man. Damn. That's why I can't move nowhere else, bro. I cannot move because of shit like that. Even though that's a that's college based, right? But, but damn, what I'm saying though, for drinking though, drinking. And I, crazy part, I think I blew like the late the least that you can blow. I'm still <laughs> there. Like I probably had like a, a beer, man. Yeah, you don't drink beer no more, do you? Hell yeah, I drink beer. <laughs> so like, how did that affect you at this time? Because you say you're going through it with your mom. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? You really at college. You never going home because you're going through it with your mom. Yeah. And then something that's tragic is small as drinking a beer like affects your life so much. Like how take t- take me through your mind state at the time. On some 100 shit, that shit just sent me down a dire, a down spiral. Yeah. Like from there on out. So now I got to go back to the crib. We already wasn't getting along. Yeah. So luckily, like I said, I got an older sister. She had her own crib. But shit, you know, we got, she was at the age in her 20s where she's she supposed to be dating and shit. And yeah. it's just a crib for her and her son. So having another body in the way. Especially a brother. Your brother. You know what I'm saying? Who it, fucked up at college. Fucked up at college, had to come back. You already, you know what I'm saying? I feel like my, my siblings already know, like, my mom put so much into me. I think they already be like, nigga, mom already did enough for you. Like, what you coming back here for? Yeah. So, she, do you feel like that? Yeah. At, I mean, the, at the time, even or now, even, I about to say, even to this day, how old are you? I'm 26. Yeah. So you still feel like they feel like that? I mean, yeah, somewhat. But at this point, they kind of see it a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? At the time, like I said, I wasn't doing shit productive. Yeah. So they had every right to be like, bro, like my like, mom, my mom did so much shit for me, bro. Like I had an opportunity. I was working at Emory College. Yeah. Straight at, up. At 18. Yeah. I was fucking making some nice money. Yeah. How you fucked that up? No, I, 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 ain't fuck, I, I ain't fucked that one up. Because, like, uh, Emory started going through shit where, like, they started downsizing the financial aspect of the... Because uh, well, did they lose their accreditation or was about to or something at one yeah, point? Yeah, they was about to or some yeah, shit I like that. But I, I was working in the, um, the science school of medicine. Yeah. And my mom worked there. I was working for the... Uh, the financial advisors and stuff. Like I was just doing the paperwork and stuff. Yeah. But with the guy that hired me, he ended up quitting and starting his own recycling company. Yeah. So I ain't fucked that up. He just the program ended. Yeah. And he hired me for his shit. Yeah. So still, I was still making some nice money. Yeah. But all these opportunities came because my mama looked out for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So she was putting you in position. My mama was just, putting me on to a whole lot of stuff. Are you playing this position? Yeah. I just wasn't listening. Yeah. Now is it a reason? Because okay, you mentioned the stepfather, and you said when your mom left at that time, that was the best thing for y'all. Mm-hmm. So. Did you not like respect the male authority in in your life at the time? No, nah. at, okay. at at that time, hell no. At this point, I, I like I'm just now recently like handling all that, that stuff because yeah. now I got kids. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I be thinking like you know 
my mom could have got married to a terrible dude. This dude could have been putting his hands on her. Could have been touching my sister or some shit. This yeah. dude, this dude, I ain't gonna lie. Shout out to Zan. I, I ain't never seen this dude do nothing wrong. Yeah. Like, he a 100 dude. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. <laughs> Now, what about your real father? What is your relationship like? Oh, yeah, that's my dog. We, uh... We close as hell. That's how I got sent up here. Okay. Everybody else was kind of like a, we kind of washed our hands with him. Yeah. My dad was like, shit, send him up here. I've been begging y'all to send him up here. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got the opportunity. So what what year was this that you came back to the D? Uh, that was about 2013. 2013. Yeah. And now what is your mind state when you coming back? Are you feeling like I got to prove something to everybody who just washed their hands with me? Yeah. I had a chip on my shoulder because I, I knew what I was capable of. But at the same time, it was just like uh, they didn't want to let me do shit my way. Yeah. Like I said, they still want to uh, go buy the stuff that we went buy when we was kids. Like, you got to go to church. You got to do this, this, and this. It's yeah, I like, go to church. I just, I I just came from a college, and now I'm back in Atlanta from college, and I know everybody that's going to college still. So, like, during the day, I'm selling weed on Georgia State campus. or <laughs> yeah, uh, You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm chilling at Atlanta Clark or Spelman, just trying to <laughs> see Just like the locals on. that was at your Exactly. College. <laughs> I'm a local in Atlanta, so yeah. I'm trying to see what's going on. Yeah, so while you was doing all this, like, how, how was you honing your musical skills? At the time, I ain't even think about making music, bro. Yeah. At that time, I just was thinking about getting by and just... Going to the club, chasing some girls or something. I wasn't even thinking for real. For yeah, real. yeah. And you, you said you was around how? Old? I was around eighteen. I was nineteen. I just had turned nineteen when I got kicked out of school. Yeah, yeah. So you finally moved back. You moved back to the east side or the west side? I moved back to the west side. Okay. So she had you done lived in the. Hey, now you from Atlanta? You ain't yeah, even yeah. from Detroit yeah, no exactly. more. So now you got the southern draw when you get yeah. back up here. How are you adjusting to that? I ain't adjust good at all. <laughs> I'm gonna be 100 because people just kind of see me as weird. You know, up here, y'all got like a uniform look and everything. Like, yeah. you ain't got no Cardi's on. You, at the time, you ain't had a Maury's on with the trues. You know what I'm saying? You kinda, right. Was, you ain't had a uniform. You so you look you out of place. You out of place like a motherfucker. I got on skinny jeans and some Jordans. You know what I'm saying? They oh, from hanging with them skateboard niggas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it all come back exactly. full circle. Yeah, you feel so what I'm had, by that time, I didn't find my way, nigga. I'm a little dude with a. I don't even think, like, now I'll be thinking, like, why the fuck was I wearing tall tees? These bitches was on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, so by this time, I done found myself. And I yeah. come back up here, and even my dad looking at me crazy. Like, we go shopping. You want to buy no bigger pants? Like, no, nigga, this, these shits fit me. I'm skinny at the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, they tried to hit you with that stigma. We ain't going to say what it is. You coming from the A with yeah, the skinny you already know. jeans. Yeah. 2013. And, so that's a little progressive. You feel what I'm saying? So when do you dive back into music? Uh, that I think it was 2014. Yeah, um, a whole lot had transpired up here with family. Just like, um, like I, like you were saying, I was the outcast basically. Yeah, yeah. And so shit, I was just like, I need something else to do. Yeah. So I just went to the studio, um, and at that time, I already had the mindset. I was um, only listening to Nipsey, so I only had I only had the mindset like I'm gonna start music, and I always wanted. To, I was always in the fashion, so I'm yeah. like I'm gonna start selling T-shirts. Yeah. So I had I had the t-shirts the first day I went to the studio and just like, yeah, I'm about to jump in this full. <laughs> right, right. And then I got to start messing with the wrong, I ain't gonna say the wrong people, I still mess with a few of them with the music stuff, but they just didn't have no guidance to know what to do with this music. Right, yeah. because music is just looked at as like it's not a real thing yeah. and everybody want real shit out of it. But if you put real shit into, into it, you're going to get it out. Yeah, because yeah. everybody think like it's a game, it's a hustle. It's, but bro, you really like... If you look at it from the aspect that, that I would look at it from, if I was like, if I'm selling dope or pimping hoes, doing all of this to go to the studio, mm -hmm. then this is what's most important because I'm putting my life on the line for right. it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So people don't look at it like that, though. Yeah. So once you get in the studio, uh, 
it's 2014 when you recorded with love and with love too or when yeah. did you, so they how, how far apart did you record those projects uh I, I recorded with love probably in 2014 we put it out in 2015 in february um on valentine's day because at the time my family all called me buddy love so i was just going by that yeah. it felt good to put it out on valentine's day going with the name so then from there um it did what it did. 2016, I get in some trouble. So then I get out. In 2017, I dropped. Yeah, because you talk about going to jail. Now, did you go to the county for a long time, or were you in the penitentiary? Man, I didn't went to every county <laughs> jail in probably uh, Metro Detroit, Metro yeah. <laughs> Michigan. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Just from going to uh, what's the joint in Southfield? The pond, one. Of, I don't even like talking about them shit. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Oakland County. Yeah, I went to Oakland County for. Probably like five months. Then like on, on the day I'm about to get out, everybody getting dressed out and shit, they transfer me to Wayne County. Yeah. I go to Wayne County. I got to sit there to my court date for a whole nother charge. I get out. I go back to Atlanta, come back, get arrested again. Yeah. Out in fucking, uh, not Rochester. It's a, it was some more shit, man. I just been in a whole lot of counties. You, you, they put they took you on tour. They took you yeah, on the county jail. I, I tour. definitely been on the county jail tour. Yeah. Now, what did what what experiences did you learn from that? Like when you got locked up the first time, did you have kids or any of that stuff, or you was just really just still solo doing? You know? No, the first the first time I got locked up, I had I had a son. Uh, yeah, I had I had my oldest son Lamar, and yeah. It shit just wasn't a good look, you know what I'm saying? But right. it kind of um, not only not a good look, it just wasn't a good feeling because you actually mentioned that like uh, while you in jail and shit, how you I think you said you can't see him playing on the playground or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I was in jail and just thinking my son playground in the trenches. Yeah, and like uh, at the time, shit, I had I had came out of a situation where I'm staying with relatives and shit in the hood, but I had found myself a nice job and shit. I know it ain't the best place, but shit, I had moved out to like Westland by myself. Yeah. I could have took my son from these environments over here and at least be in a safe neighborhood to play outside. Yeah. So, yeah, that shit fucked Not me. if it's Westland close to Angster, nigga. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, if you move to Westland, I can tell you where you moved at definitely off air because it's only two places. Yeah, yeah. For the I'm, city I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> move to Westland. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, so, like, why didn't you take him, though? Uh, me, and, me and his mom wasn't getting along. Yeah. How's that relationship now? Um, It's getting better at this point, but... I'd have been through a whole lot of shit dealing with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, shit, as long as you get over the hump, because the most important thing in that is your relationship. Because what people fail to realize is until you older and speak to your parents, you never know what's going on. Mm -hmm. We find out new shit to this day about what was going on in my parents' relationship. We 37 years old. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And we find out, like, I think just yesterday or two days ago, he found out some new shit. And it's like... Damn, that's crazy because I was on this earth when that happened and right. had no idea. Yeah, you feel what I'm no saying? Idea. So, I mean, I'm a father, but shit, you know how to be a dad, but nurture them relationships and shit. For because sure. that shit, that's the stigma we want to remove. You know right. what I'm saying? We don't want people to think, oh, that's no. We don't want your son to think that's normal. Oh, no, they ain't going to never you think that's normal at this point. Dad get a new place, but I still yeah. got to play in the trenches and shit. Because right. that, that build resentment. Right. And it's like, my nigga, like, I want just like your dad said, I've been waiting for you to come. What, right. you, what you doing? You probably ain't never know that till yeah. he you, I didn't like, even know moving up here was an option. Exactly. Right. Like you like, wait a minute, I could have did this and went to high school up here and cause yeah. you was just getting to be from Atlanta at that time. You had half and half. Right. So you like, nigga, I go back to the city. I'm from the city. You feel what I'm saying? But everything happened for a reason. For sure. Now let's talk about this new project, uh Run. Why why that title? Um I picked the title because like when I stayed in Atlanta, even when I stayed up here with my family members, I was always like physically the smallest person. Yeah. yeah. And like you know, a lot of that shit just came with 
I had a chip on my shoulder after that. Like yeah. everybody look at you as the runt out of, out of the crew. Yeah. So shit, I just ran with it. You know what I'm saying? Usually the people look at that shit as a negative, but like I look at it like the runt may end up being the strongest one. Yeah. Shit, yeah. 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 usually because people nurture it more. Yeah. Or they, we or, talking li- uh, pits of I mean litters of dogs. Yeah, dogs. Not, <laughs> not the weed. Yeah, yeah we weed. talking litters of dogs. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, I want to run. Like a nigga say that before the whole litter even born. You feel what I'm saying? Shit, I just want the smallest one. Cause really I'm about to take this and show you I know what I'm doing with this dog. Right. And that y'all counted out. That yeah. y'all counted out. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause you obviously felt counted out, right? Hell yeah. I still feel counted out, but shit. Like I said, now a couple people looking like I didn't even know you can do that. Or I ain't yeah. know none of this like you know what I'm saying I ain't know none of this was your vision. Yeah. When it just was like, I was kind of telling y'all, but. Yeah, we wasn't having conversations. I was telling y'all. Yeah. Y'all I mean, listening. I would have had conversations with people and yeah. been like, yo, this is what I want to do. Like, how can you help me do this? I'm talking about family members, parents. Yeah. But like, just recently, they just seen that I was like, <laughs> going serious, for it. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. going for it. Yeah. So, like, now how often do you go back and forth to the A? Uh, I just went to the A. Uh, we didn't to the A probably like three times in the last uh, four months, for real. Yeah. Uh, one for a funeral. One for a graduation and wanted to just hang out with my parents. Yeah. So we, you know, um, I just had another little girl. I just had my first little girl. Let me say that. And it just kind of repaired relationships with a whole lot of family yeah, members. Yeah, kids that do that, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So now I just see the bigger picture of being um, a family man, leaving a legacy for my kids, you know, throwing a whole lot of stuff out the window so I can be here for my kids. You know what I'm saying? Right. So let's talk about run. Uh, one of the standout records on that to me was Big Dog Status. Cause let's let's <laughs> let's let's talk about that for sure. So who produced that? Uh, it was my dog Bless. Uh, he be at Rough Dog. He go, he go by Bless the Best. You can look him up on Instagram. Okay, yeah. definitely check him out. So he did, did y'all collab on it? Where like he's doing the beat right there, and you writing a rap, or did he nah. send you it? Or? Shit, we this is how we work. When I go in the studio, he my engineer too. Yeah. yeah. So shit, I might I might come in that bitch to do two hours. After the two hours, he just played me beats. Yeah. So I listened to a few beats. He'd be like, all right, bro, I like those. Send me, send me a pack of them motherfuckers. Send right. me a pack of beats. And that's how we work. You know what I'm saying? I take them pack of beats to the crib. I don't even write to them. I might just vibe out to them a few times, drive around to them, come back to the studio, and we we run down some shit. Nah, you don't write to the beats or you don't write, period? No, nah, I don't write to the beats. I write all the time, but it might be like four bars here, four bars there, and they might not even be all on the same page. Yeah. yeah. I might be at the club. Y'all think I'm on Twitter. I'm really writing four bars about what the fuck going on in here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you physically write down, like, pen the pad? Sometimes. Yeah, because that's a lost art, and I think people, yeah. if you take your shit serious, at one point you should uh, really want to get back to that. That's that's still cool to do, pen the pad. So uh, talk about uh, that first song. What was, what's the name of the first song on that? Dead Broke. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Because with that being a first song, like, I kind of felt like I learned a lot about you. Where You feel what I'm saying? So, like, what was the mind state when you made that? Uh, that was the first song I recorded when I got out of uh, being transported around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it really just was how I was feeling. I put everything that I was feeling and thinking into that one song. Yeah. And that song really is the oldest song on the tape. Yeah. I just played it for my girl. She ain't know nothing about the song. Yeah. We, we met two years ago. Yeah. So when she heard the song, she was like, "This is my favorite song." She kept playing it over and over, and I let her arrange the songs for the for the mixtape. Oh, okay. So that's your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, why would you why would you make the decision to let her do it to to arrange the songs? Because that the the sequencing is probably tell, the most important. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It, it, it's because when you make a song and you think like uh, every song is a fucking banger. 
Right. So then you kind of be second guessing yourself, like maybe this song should start it off, or this song right here should go right here. And I kind of thought Dead Broke was going to be like an outro before I made Hood Mogul. But when she listened to it, I like the, I kind of feel, I kind of, I don't cater to them, to women, as far as like so much in my music. But to be honest, they the ones that's really going to go search your stuff. So I be wanting to hear what they think about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. When she put it in order, it's stuck. And, but I got one more thing, too. Uh, back to that Big Dog status record. I know I said the line in there about Shorty Lowe. Yeah. Yeah, I knew him personally. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I called him Carlos. Yeah. Yeah, he used to come to that neighborhood I was talking about. Yeah. And we used to uh, shoot for money. Yeah. Shoot basketball for money. I was a little dude. So yeah. He, he really was just trying to give me some money. Yeah. But he wanted we me to work for it. Yeah, you feel Yeah, me? and that's crazy because he was a real staple in that community. Just real, real nigga. Uh, I met him before. When, uh, we did an in-store for him and shit. And I done did in-stores for shit. Loads of people. But he was so down to earth. Yeah. Like, he wanted to make sure he spoke to Everybody. everyone. He was you feel what I'm saying? Like, really, like, I fuck with Shorty Law and I hate that he had to go like that. You yes, feel sir. what I'm saying? But, uh, nah, when you see these people around you like really blowing up from rap like you from Riverdale so like, yeah, like stars you right. seeing like stars being made like yeah. how does that affect you your music making you so, so I'm saying that because you know that it's possible because you've encountered people like yeah. Shorty Lowe and you grew up in the neighborhood of Waka and shit like that matter because you're yeah. like well, if he made it from this neighborhood it's, it's even more than that dog like I've been around so many people that then and blew up out of that situation. Yeah. Like, for example, Emmanuel Hudson. Yeah. I went to school with him, homeroom, used to roast my ass all day. <laughs> Nico Goodrum, played for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. I, that's my dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we done lost touch now for so many years, but I'm just saying, I done watched these people go through stages. Right, right. And now they big. So it's really like a, man, when my time coming? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But then I was like, I'm thinking when my time coming, but then I'm second guessing myself putting this music out. Like yeah. I said, I've been sitting on these songs for two years. Yeah, why are you second guessing yourself? Uh, just just to let motherfuckers know too, this is an Atlanta sound. Like nothing about this project say you from Detroit. To me. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. But right. you are really in sync with I mean, what's, what's going, going on, on yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. So if this is two years time, old, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So if this stuff is two years old, like <laughs> this shit is really in sync with what's going on right now. And not to really make no comparisons, but I'm like. Dog kind of on the level with little baby. You feel Word. what I'm saying? And I know he fucked around on the south side. And yeah. I'm like, dog, like you really in sync with what's going on for this music, some of this music to be two years old. Like, yeah. I mean, I've always been in sync with the music scene um, just because I, I love music. I'm always listening to what's new, what's popping. And I was listening to little baby for anybody to start hopping on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just from my dudes that's down there still send me music. But, bro, that's what we rocking to right now. Yeah. So I'll be listening to that because I, when I first moved to Detroit, I couldn't really get with the music. It was a little different to me. And at the time, everybody was sounding the light. Yeah. So it was like, uh, I need something to listen to or I'm just going to be riding around in Nipsey. Yeah. So like my my, my uh, friends would send me like Future. They would send me a uh, little baby music, you know, stuff like that. And like, I'm really connected to the, I don't, I don't like to tell you like I'm connected to the streets. Like I'm some street dude, but like. You, some you, of the, you in tune with what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like some of the people that I, I grew up with, like they own, like, you and, know what I'm saying? And, or in these camps. Yeah, they in these camps or they just, they just in the streets and they know, yeah. what, you know what I'm saying, what's moving the club. Yeah. So like I just channel that and I reflect a lot in my music because I like that. Like you said, that's where I spent most of my life at. Like that's where I learned the most shit at. Yeah. But Detroit definitely then, then uh, 
had an impact on me too. Yeah. So uh, with the newer music that you're making that people might not have heard, like uh, what what's what's the sound that you're making with that? Because like I said, you're so in tune with what's going on in the A, but now you've been here for five years, four years. Like right. how do that affect your current state of the music that you're making? Uh, right now, I'll probably let y'all hear that off air, but my music still got the, I don't even know how to get out of the Atlanta cadence or the Atlanta uh, melodic sound. Yeah. Like, I can rap regular, but at the same time, this is my sound. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning that this is my sound. I can't get away from it. So, I mean, the, the music just going to sound like me a little bit more confident, me a little bit more polished up and new yeah. content. Right, yeah. and you just embracing what you already got. Yeah, what on. I already know yeah. what my sound is. Okay, so if you had to pick a song off the record that's your favorite, what is it? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Taylor Road. And why? Because um, that, that's my neighborhood. A lot of people didn't know. About that neighborhood, a lot of I shout out a lot of my friends in there. And at the time when I made the project and put it out, uh, me and my friends we was kind of distant, just from you know everybody. We had in our twenties. We all got families. We all got kids. We all got jobs. Whatever they do, what they doing. But at the same time, when I put this out, it brought us all back close. Yeah. And right. now we talk on a regular basis. And that and in the song, I didn't even realize it, but like I ain't think it was gonna elevate them like like it did. Like it did. Like now they use my music and when they make an Instagram post, or they make like one of my homeboys. Shout out to Edwin. He a barber in Atlanta. Yeah. Like all his, um, he cutting for the football players for the draft. Oh, okay. And then the uh, advertisement of that, he using my music. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, it's dope to see like my friends needed that music at the time. They still be hitting me up like when the next one dropping. So yeah. That and was, then y'all using the the circle of friends to, to keep get other stuff out there. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope. So talk about uh, like your dream collabo. Like who would that be? Who would the producer be and why? My dream producer would probably be uh for real. Yeah. Back to the skateboard. Everybody love for real. Like I can't help it, man. Like for real the, the like when I was younger, I ain't really know too much about for real. Yeah. But when I got older, yeah, and I started looking back at all the music that like we used to play in the crib, like Shake Your Ass and uh Frontin'. Yeah, you know he's, what I'm and he's definitely a vampire. Exactly. So I'm thinking like, damn, like this nigga was around back then. And then at that time I'm like I said, I'm I'm on my skateboarder type shit. So I'm listening to N E R D. That nigga said back then, take him back. <laughs> I I for a real bit around. He made oh no for North. Yeah. What, I mean, what? You feel I, had, I had but to do people my, didn't know that. Yeah, I had I had saying? to do my research for show. Like like when I was in high school, I had to go back to like Rock Him and yeah. Big Daddy Kane. Right. Because I had a homeboy that his mom was older. And like he couldn't afford all the fancy clothes and shit, so she would get him. She got him a boombox, and she'd take him to the thrift store. Yeah. So this became my best friend. That's all we was doing, listening to all this old stuff. Yeah. But Pharrell music caught me. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? It was so different and um, transcending pretty much. It changed the way that we look at a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He definitely helped change the game into the skinny jean era. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, shit. When Ice Cream came out and Billionaire Boys Club the first time. Nigga, a 40 was like a fucking 32. Yeah, so it don't yeah. matter how big you are. Like, you're wearing skinny pants, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> but I just wore Jabos and Levi's. I, I didn't get, I didn't fall into the trap of skinny jeans. Nothing wrong with that. Just not my that was That was my, my size. When I found <laughs> out what, and I also had mentors. Like, uh, at the time we had a pastor. He passed away now. But he used to take me, like, um, school shopping for yeah. clothes. He just was like a mentor. And he told me one day, he gave me a GQ magazine and said, read this. Yeah. People other places don't dress like that. Yeah. So after I read in the scene, like, um, you buy a certain cut suit, yeah. it make your shoulders look broader. You wear a certain size right, pants, yeah. make your legs look longer. You know what I'm saying? I'm reading this shit in GQ. 
And these are people in here that I look up to, yeah. I want to say it was the cover with Pharrell. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit, it probably was. You know what I'm saying? What would that song be about with you on Pharrell? I don't know. It, it ain't no telling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I like to do a lot of reflecting in my music, hoping that it touched somebody, yeah. reach somebody. And I know, like, with him. So now, why is that your approach? I got to speak what I know. Yeah. Like, an, another one of my favorite people is Kevin Hart. Yeah. And people don't think that he's funny, but at the same time, his his style really can't be mimicked because all of his jokes is personal. It's about him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. I, I like I like when he does that type of stuff, so I try to approach my music like that. So, even when you hear my music, if I'm saying something that actually happened to me, you can kind of feel it in the songs, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, Instead of me making some shit up and then y'all find out later, like, he ain't did none of that shit. <laughs> Yeah, because niggas will put that resume because yeah. they got too much fucking time on their hands. <laughs> so uh, what artists would you like to collaborate with? Uh, I got a few artists I like to collaborate with, but um, right now, I'll probably say Roddy Rich. I feel like we'll make some dope-ass music. Yeah. So how you get so deep into Nipsey? I, uh, I, I, you said that you was only ni- listening to Nipsey at one point. So like, how did you get so like engulfed in that? Well, I've been listening to Nipsey since 2010. I had a homeboy that was from California. Another he, transplant. Yeah, he, but we all stayed in Atlanta. Like yeah. everybody in Atlanta, none <laughs> no, of them are yeah. from Atlanta. <laughs> I've never been to Atlanta and met somebody from Atlanta, and I've yeah. been going since 2001. I mean, if you met him, you wouldn't uh-huh. understand shit they were saying. <laughs> but no, nah, so I met him, and like we used to ride around, and he'd just play all, all Nipsey. Yeah. So when I moved up here, and I was looking for some new music to listen to, um, I was I also, I'm addicted to rock, watching podcasts and interviews. So I was just riding around, and I'm listening to an interview. And he was talking about the Crenshaw tape. And he was talking about how uh, the streaming numbers and shit work and how you can make a body of art and sell it as art now. So it don't have to be um, my my CD that used to be $13. Since it's going to be so rare and out of um, stock right. forever, it's going to be exclusive. I can sell this for $100 because this is my art. You know what I'm saying? Just like when you used to get those CDs and you open it up and you got all these pictures and stuff, that was their artwork. So now like that's why you get Wu-Tang to sell an album for $1.2 million. Because this is the last of his current. You know uh, well, no, Wu-Tang can do that because RZA got those guys to record it and then went behind <laughs> their back and sold it. That's why Wu-Tang I mean, it was some, do that. It was, some, it, was some <laughs> dirty, it was some dirtiness to it for sure. Right, right, right. But, but just, I get you. Yeah, like the physical copy. Yeah, he just, yeah. he just in, in all, all his projects, he was saying things. That as a young man, nobody ever talked to me about, yeah. about credit in some of his interviews. He talked about owning real estate in some of his interviews. And my family, that was never talked about. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I had to yeah. learn about that shit on my own. Yeah, so I right. just I just fell in love with the Nipsey movement, his music, and how he was doing things, how he went from selling drugs in that parking lot to owning that and selling his merch out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah great uh, inspirational story, uh, Nipsey, because I see you got the marathon flag on you. You know what I'm saying? So that's dope. So I see that that did have an impact on your life. So going further, like what type of jewels that's – not personal that will you drop in your music so somebody can listen to you and get that same feeling? Uh, right now I'm dropping like in my new music. I'm talking about kind of like the same stuff he was talking about, like um, longevity, your legacy that you leave for your kids. Uh, like on one of my lines, I said I'm plotting on some chicken trying to franchise me at churches. Yeah, like that's really what I'm thinking about. Like yeah, I'm right. really trying to find something that I can call my own to when I pass away, my kids will have it. We was just, me, my brother and I was just talking about that, and I, I, I like when people say building a legacy, that's kind of selfish to me. That you, not you, but just in general, it's kind of selfish to me to think that my kids will want to do what I did. Right, you know what I'm saying. So like, I'm just equipped in my. I want to equip my daughter with enough tools to do whatever she want to do. Right, and I know the basis of that would be financial, but like. 
it, you don't have to like do anything with this podcast if this podcast is what made the money for us. It just paved the way because right. that's like people expect Michael Jordan's sons to know how to play basketball. Yeah, and they can't hoop. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But if I was Michael Jordan's son, I would have went and played baseball and would have been the best at baseball because yeah. now our family legacy is you can't fuck with us no matter what, what you do. Whatever we do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the People had it in his head that he had to. They had to go play basketball, right. which they you could feed you. You could sway a child to do whatever you want. Right. But when I just think now, like because we hear people say they want to leave legacies and all that so much more now. The last name is the legacy. Right. Like to me, if if my daughter is doing something that I built, she has to do business in my last name because right. you can't get married and then do business with your husband's last name or try to because this is. Just business, not saying don't change your last name, but mm-hmm. when you do, you got a DBA as this with this last name because yeah. that's what I built it. I didn't build it for you to go get married and then another nigga marry you and <laughs> overpop because shit yeah. like that happened. Don't be the takeover. Believe it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I just think when we say legacy, it's still up for to let the kids know you can still do what you want. You just continue in the, the greatness. Yeah, of, I was just about to say like, when I, when I speak of legacy because you're right, a lot of people are using that and the way that they use it is. Kind of in selfish terms. Yeah. When I when I speak of legacies, I I go back to what I was saying earlier. And like I said, I've been lately I've been going through like therapy. So exactly what you said is what I've been finding out. Some of the stuff I went through wasn't normal. Yeah, yeah. I go, so, through ther- I go to therapy all the time. Yeah, like I said, and this this is big for me to unlearn a whole lot of shit. So yeah. what I didn't learn, I want to teach my kids early. Like yeah. nobody who told, like I said, didn't tell me about credit, all that stuff. So I want to be able to say my son turned twelve. I want to be able to take him with me as I'm working on houses to flip him. I'm not telling what it's for or what it's going to do. But at the same time, when he get 18, I want to be able to take him back to that same house and say it's yours. Just, yeah, just so right. he'll have a start. And that's what I mean by legacy. Like, I want to have stuff in my name to where, like you said, if this is what you want to do, then you can do it. But if not, this is the money that's going to help back whatever you want to do. Right. Because right. I, I also want to give my kids the choice that, um, like, a lot of parents don't get their kids. Like, we, we are taught to go to school and after high school go to college and not – not even told that when you go to college, you're going to you fuck like, your life You up. just accepted the debt. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Like We was just talking. So, like, with me, I'm not talking. Co- the only way my daughter going to college is if somebody else paying for it. I'm not paying <laughs> for it. So, right. if you're good enough at whatever you do, whether it's academic, sports, or whatever, they're going to pay for your college. And then you could go to college. But I'm not, I'm not, st- I'm not. It's not a college fund, right? You know what I'm saying? Because I know that that same fifty thousand dollars, you're going to put you more could, ahead. Could put life. you more yeah, you ahead. Use it for whatever you want to use it for. Want, you to know do. what I'm saying? So I'm not preaching. A, the words "college" not coming out of my mouth to my right. daughter. I'm not even. Psh, you go talk. I went to college and all I got now. Your degree is a receipt of your debt. That's it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's yeah. it. That, <laughs> My certificate for skydiving mean more to me than your degree. degree. You, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I went skydiving. That's what, yeah, <laughs> you feel what I said. That's it. God level, nigga. Yeah, but you feel <laughs> but what I'm saying? Yeah, I right. said that when I got it. I said this means because way it's more than me. Yeah, like you feel what I'm saying? I I got a college degree. I got a degree in information technology and technical writing. When I tell you that I've never even you, I've never even attempted to get on get an interview with that wow. because I really just went to school because that was like one of the roughest times in my life and my cousin mm-hmm. Tweak was like nigga we grown at this time like we community college played out like you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. and my my cousin Tweak was like hey uh just sign up for college bro go to University of Phoenix they go give you this much blah 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 right. and boom put a nigga back in the game whatever and, and when I say back in the game I don't mean like as in the drug game I right. mean like it just that put was you the, back in life man. yeah that was the kickstart to boom so 
shit, I'm going to go next semester. I'm going to go. Then I look right. up. I'm looking at my credit report. And I'm like, God damn, that's how much that costs? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Hey, I'm hey I swear to God. Now listen, I ain't hey, even get to finish. Listen, I swear to God, I told the lady at uh, Navient, because that's what they call it. Now, they ain't called Sally May no more. I told her, I can send you the degree back. Like, I ain't even <laughs> use it. I can give y'all this bitch back. Let me get a refund. You right. know what I'm saying? And it ain't worth shit because they didn't take it. You yeah, they ain't even. Yeah, she like, when, ha, the IRS ha, come, yeah. when the IRS come, that's the only thing they're going to leave. They're going to say it's worthless. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, before we wrap this up, what you working on right now, bro? Right now I'm working on my second project. Uh, I'm going to put it out probably before the summer over with. Um, it's going to be called Buddy. But um, like I said, I'm a big Nipsey fan. And one of the interviews I was watching Nipsey, he was speaking about the meaning of his name. And uh, so that, that, that caused me to go look up the meaning of my government name first. Right. Which I ain't going to say on air. I mean, <laughs> uh, my government name is Roderick. Y'all can look that up. But that made me like, what what is my rap name going to mean when it's all over with? Right. So right now, me speaking to myself, I said, shit, I'm going to drop it and we're going to call it Buddy, which means be you, don't doubt you. Because like I said, I had a whole lot of doubt about it, about the yeah. other projects or just me putting out music, period. I just thought people was going to judge me. Yeah, right. well they are, but at the end of one, the day, once the, once you make it and make it available to the public, yeah. that's all it is to be. Because okay, so let's music ain't bad; it's just not for certain people. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Art, a painting that's worth ten million dollars, you might be like, "Nigga, I want to pay fifty cent for that." You feel <laughs> right, what I'm right, saying? Right. So it's yeah. all a uh, judgment, but that's a dope title and that's a dope acronym. Appreciate you it. feel what I'm saying? We might call this episode, buddy. I mean, because people need to know that. Like, be you, don't doubt you. Because self-doubt kill more shit than anything. anything and then yeah. when you approach shit with self-doubt, you actually setting yourself up for letdown because you're going to be like, I knew they wasn't going to like And that's it. like right. that. That's what they talk about in the book, Power Versus Force. People be forcing shit when really the power is just, just laying being you. Yeah, just being you. Now, the only thing I got with the name is you a Nipsey fan, and then you know Nipsey had buddy with him. Yeah, so. it was another buddy out there. I, and I said this on another podcast, and I strongly believe in speaking stuff into existence. Maybe one day we might run into a dog. We might be able to drop a tape called Buddy Buddy or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just I was just conscious of the name anyway, but like but like yeah, that'll happen, bro. That can happen because <laughs> buddy, buddy listen to this. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we popping. So Word. you know what I'm saying? So and if, if if Buddy don't listen to this and you fuck with Buddy and you listen to this, put him in contact with the homie Buddy right here. So how would people be able to contact you? Uh, you y'all can get at me on Instagram at that's buddy on country. So we spell it D-A-T-S underscore buddy. Okay. Hey, AJ, how would people be able to get in contact with us? Uh, TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to be a part of the show, if you want to just talk about how much you love or hate the show. If you want to be a part of the show, you could actually hit PR at TCOHH.org. Is that how you hit us up? Sure. The first person to actually do it. So, so, we so, this had is, to so have you know it works. So you know that emailing us at PR at TCOHH.org to talk about being on the show will get you on the show because our guest today did that. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.